Yes, give me one of them. One is one who has good character. Give me another one. Yes. One who has intelligence. That's two out of five. We have three more. Yes. Yes, he's not someone who chases after the dunya. Two more. He's not a what? He's not a criminal. Oh, Alhamdulillah, I give you credit. He's not a criminal. And he's not an innovator. He's a person of the sunnah. There's a saying in the Arabic language, As-sahib sahib. Repeat after me. As-sahib sahib. As-sahib As-sahib Sahib As-sahib Sahib What this means is that The friend He pulls you The friend pulls you Towards what? Either bad or Good The friend pulls you towards Bad or good that's why one has to be very careful who he takes as a friend. So the friend should be one who is intelligent. The friend should be one who has good character. The friend should not be a criminal. Rather, a person sh- the friend should be a religious person. The friend should not be a person of innovation. Rather, a person of the sunnah. And the friend should not be one who, who just chases after the life of this world at the expense of the religion. Now, once you have a good friendship with someone, you have to preserve that good friendship. And there are some matters that's mentioned by the scholars which helps to preserve the friendship. And one of the main things is that which is based upon the statement of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه that none of you truly believes until he loves for his brother that which he loves for himself this is one of the foundations as it relates to preserving your friendship and your brotherhood because the believers we are brothers to one another even though we have different mothers and fathers, Allah says in the Quran, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةً Indeed, the believers are nothing but brothers to one another. So it is the faith that bonds us. It is the righteousness that bonds us. The taqwa of Allah that bonds us. And so it's a must that we love for one another what we love for ourselves of good. And this, barakallahu fikum, will be one of the ways to preserve the, the friendship and the brotherhood. Another thing, we have to keep away from sinning. Because sins harm the brotherhood. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, مَا تَحَابَثْنَانْ فِي اللَّهِ فَيُفَرِّكُوا بَيْنَهُمَا إِلَّا ذَمْ أَحْدَثَهُ أَحَدَهُمَا أو كَمَا قَالَ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that there are no two people who love each other for the sake of Allah. There's nothing that can separate between two people who love each other for the sake of Allah except for a sin that one of them committed. So sins can mess up your friendship. Your person who you love them for the sake of Allah, you have a strong bond with them, and then somebody commits a sin, and now that breaks up the friendship. So we have to be careful to stay away from the sins. 
Also, what we must maintain is having good thoughts about one another. Husnul dhan. Having good thoughts about one another, giving each other the benefit of the doubt, not rushing to think evil about one another. This is what preserves the brotherhood. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu jutanibu kathiran min al-dhan inna ba'd al-dhani ithm. O you who believe, stay away from much suspicion, for indeed some suspicion is a sin. And here the scholars, they mention the reason why Allah says stay away from much suspicion so that we do not fall into the sum as it relates to the suspicion. In Abu Huraira radiallahu an, he mentioned that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِيَّاكُمْ فَإِنَّ الْحَدِيثِ Be aware of being suspicious. Don't be suspicious about one another. Have good thoughts about one another. For indeed, suspicion is the most lying of speech. Don't be suspicious about people without right. The person didn't do nothing, you thinking evil of the person. You thinking the person is lying or the person is stealing or the person is doing something. That's not pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another characteristic which preserves the brotherhood, pardoning one another. Pardoning one another. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, Fasfah as-Safh al-Jamil, and pardon with a beautiful pardoning. Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, وَإِن تَعْفُوا وَتَصْفَحُوا وَتَغْفِرُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ and if you, to, if you pardon and overlook and forgive, then indeed Allah is all forgiving and most merciful, or the bestower of mercy. Allah Azza wa Jal, he mentions, فَعْفُ أَنْهُمْ وَاسْفَحْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ So pardon them and overlook their faults, and indeed Allah, he loves those who do good. So when your brother makes a mistake, don't be so quick to cut off the relationship with your brother, advise your brother, pardon your brother, seek to bring harmony. This is the origin as it relates to how we deal with one another when we make mistakes. The first response should not be you cutting the person off and you breaking the bond of friendship. Also from the matters which preserve the brotherhood, is covering each other's faults. As long as the covering of these faults is not going to lead to the greater harm. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned, Man satara musliman satarahu Allahu yawmal qiyamah That whoever covers the fault of a Muslim, then Allah will cover his fault on the day of judgment. And Allah Azza wa Jal, he mentions, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُحِبُّونَ أَن تَشِيعِ الْفَاحِشَةَ فِي الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Indeed, those who love to spread indecency amongst those who believe, for them is a painful punishment in the life of this world as well as in the hereafter. So people should be careful not to rush to spread evil news on people. Because that can lead to punishment. Sometimes people hear something, is, is some evil or some indecency about someone and they rush to spread that news and there's no need to spread the news and then even before that they haven't even verified if the news is true or not but these type of things destroy the friendships and destroy the brotherhood 
Another matter, barakallahu fikum, is not spreading the secrets. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu anhi mentioned that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he stated, إِنَّ مِنْ أَشَّرِّ النَّاسِ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ مَنْزِلَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ الرَّجُلِ يُفْدِي إِلَى مُرَأَةِ وَتُفْدِي إِلَيْهِ ثُمَّ يَنْشُرْ سِرَّحَا أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم Indeed, the worst of the people with Allah in status on the Day of Judgment the man who goes to the woman and the woman goes to him and then after that he spreads her secrets and this specifically is dealing with husband and wife as an example you know a man is with his wife a wife is with her husband and then something happens in the private that's their business the business of a husband and wife and then the man goes and tells what his wife does this is this type of person is the worst of the people with Allah that's your private affair that should not be spread amongst the people and Likewise, when there's a brotherhood and friendship, sometimes things are spoken about or things happen that are private matters. And it is from Islam to preserve and keep those matters private as they are private. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned, La iman liman la amanatala. There's no faith for the one who doesn't have a manna, meaning he doesn't keep the trust. So we want to preserve the brotherhood and preserve the friendship. We must preserve the trust that are between us. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, bil And fulfill your promises and the covenants and the trust you have with between you. For indeed, these matters people will be responsible for on the day of judgment. Another matter that will aid in preserving the brotherhood. That when your brother does good, when your brother does good to you, be grateful. And don't overlook the good that your brother does. As the Prophet mentioned, that do not look down upon any matter of good, even if it is that you meet your brother with a smiling face. This is a matter of good. You meet your brother, Assalamu alaikum rahmatullah. You greet him, you smile at him. You don't have to walk around looking angry, you know, the ice grilling and mad at the world. Take it easy, man. SubhanAllah bihamdi. Allah is merciful. The good day is going to come. Be nice with one another. Be kind to one another. This preserves the friendships. This preserves the brotherhood. Another point, being sincere with your brothers. And again, this is also for the sisters. As the Prophet mentioned, that the women are the twin halves of men. The Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, that the religion is sincerity. قيل لمن يا رسول الله قال لله ولكتابه ولأئمة المسلمين وعامتهم. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi mentioned that the religion is sincerity. The Sahaba they said for who, O Messenger of Allah. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi said sincerity for Allah. 
lillahi wali kitabihi sincerity for his book wali nabiyihi wali rasulihi and for his messenger wali a'immatul muslimin and for the leaders of the muslims wa ammatihim and for the common folk so we have to be sincere with one another as this is a matter that is connected to the deen and perhaps one of the most famous narrations that shows the importance of having good friends and the harm of having evil friends is the narration on the authority of Abi Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu an anna nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal innama mathalu al-jalisa al-salih wa jalisi wa jalisa al-su' ka hamil al-misk wa nafikh al-kair wa nafikh al-kair فحامل المسك إما أن يحذيك وإما أن تبتع منه وإما أن تجد منه ريحا طيبة ونافخ الكير إما أن يحرق ثيابك وإما أن تجد منه ريحا منتنا متفق عليه أبو موسى العشري رضي الله عنه he stated that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said indeed the example of good companionship the example of a good friend and the example of the bad friend is similar to the one who sells oils and similar to the blacksmith who blows in the bellows. The one who sells oils, either he's going to give you some oil as a gift or either you're going to buy some oil from him or just being in his presence, you're going to smell a pleasant and good smell. And as for... The blacksmith, the one who blows into the bellows, you know what a blacksmith, like you know a person who makes a sword and he's pushing on the thing to make the fire go and is melting the steel and he shit. Okay, if you hang out with a person like that, either he's going to burn your clothes or you're going to be near him and you're going to find a, a repugnant smell, meaning a stinky smell. So which one you want to hang out with, the one selling the oils or the blacksmith? Or one selling the oils. That's the there you go, right? <laughs> we ain't we ain't promoting. We in the masjid. <laughs> no buying and selling or promoting in the masjid, right? Yeah. But he, as an example, the oil seller, you rather hang out with him and be in, in his company, than the one who's the blacksmith and he's blowing on the fire and the sparks are coming off and then it gets on your thobe. You have a brand new thobe and your thobe catches on fire. So the example the Prophet ﷺ is giving is the example of a good friend and the example of a bad friend. And now we move on to this matter of peer pressure and, and evil companionship. It's mentioned that there are different categories of peer pressure. That which is spoken, that which is unspoken, that which is direct, that which is indirect, and that which is negative, and that which is positive. But the focus here is on the negative peer pressure. The negative peer pressure when your peers are trying to encourage you to do evil. This is the blacksmith who burns your clothes. Or being in his presence, you smell something that's not pleasant. And perhaps one of the biggest examples that we have that comes in the sunnah of negative peer pressure is that which has come in the Sahih of Imam al-Bukhari and the Sahih of Imam Muslim when the, prophet, when the uncle of the Prophet, Abu Talib, was dying, the Prophet ﷺ went to visit him. 
and Abu Jahl and Abdullah ibn Umayyah were there. فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ يَا عَمْ قُلْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَى اللَّهِ كَلِمَةً أَشْهَدْ لَكَ بِهَا إِنَّ اللَّهِ أو كلمة أحاج أحاج بها عنك عند الله Oh my uncle, say لا إله إلا الله A statement I can testify for you on your behalf in front of Allah or a statement I can defend you with in front of Allah on the day of judgment. So Abu, Abu Jahl and Abdullah ibn Umayyir say, Ya Abu Talib, atarghab an minlati Abdul Muttalib. Oh Abu Talib, you're going to turn away from the religion of your father, Abu, uh, Abdul Muttalib. So the Prophet kept saying to him, Oh my uncle, say la ilaha illallah. And then they kept saying, you're going to turn away from the religion of your father. And then the last thing he said is that he is on the religion of his father, Abdul Muttalib, and he died as a polytheist. You see the negative peer pressure here? Here the Prophet is encouraging him to do good. Encourage him to, to say something that will save his life, save him from punishment, cause him to enter into paradise. But here come those bad companions. You're going to turn away from the religion of your father? You're going to leave the religion of your father, Abdul Muttalib? So Abu Talib, he was afraid of being blamed by his people. He knew Prophet, his, his nephew, the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, came with the truth. He acknowledged that. But because of the peer pressure from his people, from the society, he didn't want to be criticized and it be said, or he got scared because he was dying, so then he, so he became a Muslim. So he died as a polytheist. That's one of the biggest examples of negative peer pressure and how it can ruin your life. Allah Azza wa Jal, he mentions in the Quran, وَيَوْمَ يُعَضُّ الظَّالِمْ عَلَى يَدَيْ On the day when the wrongdoer, he will bite his hands. This wrongdoer, he's going to bite on his hands. Any of you guys know why? Why will the wrongdoer bite on his hands on the day of judgment? No, not out of fear. Out of regret. Out of regret. Yaqulu ya laytani ittakhattu ma'ar rasul sabila. He would say, I wish I took away with the messenger. Right? Ya waylata laytani lam attakhat fulana khalila. And woe to me. I wish I wouldn't have taken so-and-so as a friend. Woe to me. I wish I would not have taken so-and-so as a friend. لَقَدْ أَضَلَّنِي عَنِ الذِّكْرِ بَعْدَ إِرْجَأَنِي وَكَانَ الشَّيْطَانُ لِلْإِنسَانِ خَضُولًا He led me astray. Look at that bad companionship. He led me astray after he led me astray from the remembrance of Allah. He led me astray from the truth after it came to me. And indeed, the shaitan, he is one who deceives and abandons the people. 
The shaitan deceives you, gets you to jump out there, and then he leaves you out there. Now you're left to deal with the punishment of Allah on your own. This is why Allah mentions in the Quran that shaitan is an enemy to you. Don't, so take him as an enemy. Shaitan is not your friend. And anyone who has the characteristics of the shaitan traversing upon that path of the shaitan, that is not your friend. So be mindful of seeking to please the people and fit in with the people. But at the same time, you're angering Allah. Don't fall into the peer pressure. Let your concern be pleasing Allah over pleasing the people. We have the narration on the authority of Aisha radiallahu anha. قَالَتْ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ مَنَ الْتَمَسَ رِضَ اللَّهِ بِسَخَةِ النَّاسِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ وَأَرْضَ النَّاسِ عَنْهُ وَمَنَ الْتَمَسَ رِضَ النَّاسِ بِسَخَةِ اللَّهِ سَخَطَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَأَسْخَطَ عَلَيْهِ النَّاسِ Aisha radiallahu anha, she mentioned that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he stated that whoever seeks to please Allah, whoever seeks to please Allah, but at the same time he angers the people, Allah will be pleased with him. And Allah will make the people pleased with him. Allah will be pleased with him. And Allah will make the people pleased with him. But whoever seeks to please the people by angering Allah or while angering Allah, then Allah will be angry with him and then Allah will make the people to become angry with him. There is an old statement of wisdom it's attributed to Imam Shafi and others from amongst the ulama. Pleasing all of the people is a goal that can never be attained. You will never be able to please all of the people. But you can please Allah Azza wa So let your focus be pleasing Allah and leave Allah to take care of the people for you. Don't try to please the people, but then at the same time you're angering Allah because Allah will leave you to the people and then the people wind up becoming angry with you as soon as you do something they don't like. But as long as you're striving to please Allah, you're protected. You're protected from the people. We look at the Prophet Wasallam. he went against the society to please Allah. And they came to him. We will make you the leader. You can have all of the riches and we'll marry you to the most beautiful woman. The scholars, they say these are the three things that turn the people away from the haq. Leadership, money, and woman. And, and this is what the shaitan comes with in the friends, human beings, uh, who are shayateen in human bodies. They come with these things to divert you away from Pleasing Allah in the path of Allah. Man, we got to get this money, man. Yo, man, yo, man, take the lead, man. You, you know, you know, you, you are leading, man. We're going to follow you. Or the, or the beautiful woman. Abandon that and turn away from that like the Prophet did, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And remain firm and consistent upon the path of Allah, seeking to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
Inshallah Ta'ala we will stop at this point And whatever is correct The praise is for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala alone And whatever is incorrect it is for myself Subhanakallahumma bihamdik Ashadu an la ilaha ila anta staghfiruka wa atubili Jazakumullah khair